The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we welcome back Azure Minerals, one of the star performers of the last 12 months. I think we're all aware that there was a pivot there from nickel to lithium, and it's uh, an amazing story, uh, best perhaps reflected in roughly this time last year. The company's market cap was around $65 million. Now it's $675 million. Stock is trading at $1.65 under the code AZS. And to bring us up to speed on where to from here, we have Tony Rivera with us today, the Managing Director. G'day, Tony. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Barry. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Now, Tony, we're talking about the Andover Lithium Nickel Project up there in the West Pilbara, not far from Roeburn and about 35 kilometres southeast of Caratha. So if you were looking to work towards developing a minerals project of any description, couldn't find a better place. Now, Tony, I think it'd be great if we the speed at which this lithium story has well, overtaken the nickel and uh, obviously powered the company's uh, market valuation along. Can you get, give us a bit of a snapshot from when this lithium hunt by you guys uh, started and what was the what was the the impetus that really clicked, uh, moved things along? Yes, yeah, certainly. I think it's worth just taking a, a short step back in time to say when we originally acquired our interest in the Andover project from Mark Creasy. It was uh, a nickel-focused project, and we spent the first year and a half to two years um, exploring for um, and also finding two nickel sulphide deposits and identifying several other high-priority targets which have great potential as well. But it was around about March of uh, 2022, so maybe 15 months ago, that we decided that we would step out a bit and, and look for opportunities for the project for the Andover project to host pegmatites and, and potentially lithium as well. So we, we broadened our search from the areas where the nickel sulphide potential was out further to the east. We identified uh, abundant hundreds and hundreds of outcropping pegmatites out there. And of course, uh, pegmatites per se don't necessarily mean that you've got lithium. But what we were able to observe was that there was an abundance of spodumene the min- that's the lithium mineral that's the preferred host. And that this uh, spodumene was outcropping within those pegmatite boulders and outcrops. And so we started taking some samples. And basically from probably March of 2022 through to October 22, we were just mapping and sampling. And, and we kept the results in-house at that stage because we just wanted to make sure that the project was the real deal and that we weren't um, prematurely announcing something that we couldn't back up. So we did a lot of this mapping and sampling, and then in October we released the first two announcements to the ASX, which totaled around about 60 rock chip samples, uh, or the assays for those 60 rock chip samples. And those uh, samples that we got were in the sort of between half a percent lithium up to two percent, two and a half percent lithium, so highly encouraging. Um, and we announced that uh, information, and that certainly gathered some interest from the market, but it also gathered a very strong interest from SQM. And SQM are the world's second largest lithium producer. They're a Chilean company that is in Western Australia where they're developing the Mount Holland 
lithium mine and refinery uh, in joint venture with West Farmers. And SQM came to us at the end of October and early November of last year and said they were very interested in, in what we'd discovered and they would like to do a little bit more investigation. So we agreed to that um, and we signed a, a confidentiality agreement with SQM to allow them to look at the data and also to visit the Andover site. Um, they visited the site. Two of their geologists went up there along with two of our geologists. They hired a helicopter and flew around for a day, dropping in and looking at all the pegmatite outcrops. And they came back to us and said that they would like, they really liked what they saw and they would like to invest into Azure. And their proposal was an investment of $20 million for just under 20%, 19.99% of the company, um, which was a significant premium to our, the valuation of Azure at that time. And, uh, we accepted that um, that offer and they came on board as 20% shareholders and uh, by investing $20 million into Azure and that gave us the funding for which we were able to start drilling. And we've been drilling since March of this year ever since and uh, we've drilled a lot of holes and we're having a great deal of success. You've probably drilled around 25,000 metres and uh, do you have the forward program now, more drilling, more drilling? Yes, that's right. So we, we initially brought in two diamond rigs in March and then we brought another three RC rigs in, in May and June. So we've got five drill rigs operating up there at the moment in, in an area where we've got four or five um, very prominent outcropping pegmatites and we call them AP. Uh, 9, 10, 11, 12 and 14, those uh, five pegmatites. And uh, we've been drilling in that area for now several months. Uh, I think we've completed to date around about 35 diamond drill holes and around about 70 RC holes into that area. And that area is probably uh, a bit over two kilometres long by maybe 500 metres wide. And it's a lot of drilling that we've done in there and we've had a great deal of success. The diamond drilling has been incredible. We've been identifying uh, broad widths of lithium mineralization. We're talking over 100 metres of intersection width of the, of the lithium mineralization, grading around 1.2% Li2O. So, some fantastic drill intersection, intersections, probably some of the best that have ever been hit in Western Australia. Yeah, certainly in terms of widths and grades, so you can't ask for more. Now, I was just wondering the nature of your drilling currently is it uh, infill or is it step out? Or? Yeah, we're still doing step out drilling at the moment. We're stepping out on 200 metre spaced drill sections. Um, to the northeast and southwest of the original discovery. And we're continuing to hit good mineralization uh, along strike. And so to date, I think we've probably got around about two kilometers of, uh, of strike that we've drilled. And, and the pegmatite, pegmatites, plural, go from surface down to around about 300, 350 meters below surface. So they're very extensive. They're very continuous laterally along strike and also up and down dip as well. Um, and so we're getting some great hits and it, remains open. Those pegmatites, the mineralization remains open along strike to the northeast and to the southwest. And we will just continue drilling in those directions. There will come a time in the in the in the near future where we will start doing infill drilling and we'll infill it initially to 100 meter spaced section lines and 50 meter spaced holes along those lines with the intention of being able to come up with an, an inferred resource um, potentially in the first quarter of next year. And before you arrive at that point, uh, will you be releasing to the market some sort of exploration target in the? That's the intention. Yes, uh, we're we're looking to do that sometime in the next month or so. Put that together. We have an idea in our own minds about what potentially could be there. But I'd just like to say that uh, when I instructed the exploration geologists to go out to site to have a look at the uh, potential 
for the pegmatites out there to host lithium, I asked them to to evaluate the area and to come back to come back to Perth and report and what is there potential or was there potential in their opinion for the area to host over 100 million tonnes of lithium resources. And, and they came back and said that they did believe that there could be that potential. Now, I do qualify that statement by saying it's not an exploration target as defined by the ASX, but this is just in-house. We think that there may be potential for the mineralisation to be of that sort of that volume and size. Um, certainly the drill holes that we've been drilling where we're getting 50 to 100 metre wide drill intersections of mineralisation, the volume of mineralisation adds up very quickly and I expect that uh, the exploration target that we'll be able to produce sometime in the next month or so will be um, quite substantial. And I guess in a way there, there has been an endorsement from the market uh, in response to the thickness and the grade and the, the scale of the uh, emerging project because... Uh, it's a 60-40 uh, joint venture with uh, the Creasy Group, so the implied value using the Azure market cap is more than a billion dollars. So it's obviously rated very highly by the market, Andover. Yes, it is. Uh, certainly the market uh, has, has been very positive since we started announcing the drill intersections. From, from an Azure's point of view in-house, it's been a slow burn. You know, we, we did a lot of mapping and sampling, then we've done a lot of drilling um, without actually having significant uh, drill intersections to report to the market. But as soon as those started to come in, the market set up, took notice, and, and yes, the share price has gone from beginning of the year around 20 cents mark to north of $1.60 now. So certainly the uh, the market has been very accepting of, of the success that we've had. I'm just wondering, um, as we as you work towards that uh, first uh, mineral resource estimate, uh, possibly in the first quarter of next year, are you embarking on what people tend to call, you know, operational capability in terms of, you know, environmental work, uh, metal, metallurgical work, uh, indigenous engagement uh, study, all, the, all those sort of things? Absolutely, we 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 do believe that this project has the potential to be uh, su substantial in size and 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 value. Um, and to that end, we want to move forward as quickly as we can. So we have implemented some of those various studies that would form components of a scoping study. Um, we have commenced the metallurgical test work program that, that started a few weeks ago and it's probably, the initial program will probably take about three months to do and it's looking at the various extraction techniques that we could be used to, to, um, to capture and upgrade the spodumene from the pegmatites. So the, that uh, metallurgical test work is underway. Heritage surveys, and, and negotiations with the traditional owners in the area have always been ongoing. They, it is something that's highly important for the way that we, um, for the area in which we're operating. And we need to make sure that we, we develop and, and build upon and maintain very strong relationships with the traditional owners and the organisation that represents them. So that's ongoing, has been for a long time and will be ongoing for, for way out into the future. Environmental baseline studies, they actually started a couple of years ago when we were doing a scoping study for the nickel sulphide deposits we discovered. So those baseline studies have just been expanded out slightly towards to, to encompass the areas where we're now drilling for the lithium. So that's underway. We've also staked some uh, more miscellaneous licenses for the search for groundwater for uh, to be able to ensure that there would be a water supply uh, when the project gets to that processing stage. So yes, we are undertaking a lot of those components of what will be the various feasibility studies levels going forward. Now, obviously I mentioned that uh, 
I think you're 35 kilometres southeast of Caratha, two-hour flight from Perth. Um, infrastructure in the region, you couldn't ask for more, could you? Yes, it certainly is one of the best located exploration, development and potentially mining projects uh, going around at the moment. As you say, it's 35 kilometres outside of Caratha. It's only five kilometres south of the town of Roeburn, which is where our base is. We have our, all of our technical team uh, located there, staying in a, in a commercial mining village that's in, in the town of Roeburn. We also um, have a, an office and a, a sample processing facility in Roeburn as well. So that that's makes life very easy. It's a 10 or 15 minute drive from the office to, the, to where the drill rigs are operating, which is probably one of the best uh, uh, assets of the project. Um, also, in addition to that, we've got a lot of infrastructure there. We've got a potable water pipeline that crosses the project area. High voltage power line and gas pipeline also cross the project. The main northwest coastal highway runs through the project and there's lots of roads and tracks that um, give us access throughout the property. And so all of the infrastructure we could possibly want for building and operating a mining operation um, is, is right there. Just to uh, backtrack a bit on the network um, and SQM with a 20% uh, obviously ex ex experts in the area. Are you able to tap into some of their uh, in-house knowledge? On Definitely we do. We have a, a very good relationship with SQM and their technical team that's based here in Perth. They've, they've got good um, geologists, engineers, metallurgists, etc. And we have um, regular communication with them. Um, I, I'd have to say that my geological team at Azure has come up to speed very quickly. And so I don't think there's... Uh, uh, Another group of geologists out there who would be as um, technically competent as our people are, they are going along really well. But for things like metallurgy and that, yes, we do tap into SQM's knowledge because they're going through exactly that same process through their um, Mount Holland operation. And the the placement that was made to SQM obviously uh, put some money in the till. I was just wondering what the cash position of the company is like at this stage. Sitting at 17 or $18 million in the bank at the moment, spending around 3 to $4 million a month. So... We do have um, you know, a good, strong treasury, um, but there will come a time when we will need to uh, go out and, and raise some more capital. Um, we will do that when we believe the time is right. One of the great things I think about the company is it's got a very, um, quite a small capital, capital base, even though it's been around for a long time. So in terms of having to raise money for a project that demands uh, funding, like this one, uh, not a real issue. It's not as if uh, we're talking about dilution along the way. No, and it certainly helps that the share price has gone up so much. So <laughs> yeah, we can we can raise the the amount of money that we want um, with by issuing a lot less shares. So yes, dilutionary factor is much lower. Azure has been around how many years? Coming up to twenty in December. Has there been a capital consolidation over the years at all? Yes, there was. There was one back in twenty seventeen where we did a. A 20 into 1 consolidation. Now that explains why it's uh, nice and tight at the moment. Yes, that's right. Now, uh, mention the nickel. What will be happening with the nickel while this uh, effort swings across to lithium? Yes, certainly the focus of the company is, is very much on the, on the lithium at the moment. And, and we've parked the nickel side of things just for the time being. As I mentioned earlier, we've got the two deposits, Ridgeline and Andover, which total about 6 million tonnes of, of nickel resources. Um, we have a number of other prospects where we've drilled and we've hit nickel sulphide mineralization. And we've got a number of other prospects which have got really good outcropping, nickel rich, copper rich gossons at surface sitting over the top of um, geophysical anomalies. Um, interestingly enough, some of those targets are in, a, in and around and amongst the, uh, the pegmatites. So as we've been out there mapping and sampling pegmatites, we've found other examples of nickel and copper mineralization outcropping as well. So 
that looks like the project area, the overall Andover project area is incredibly um, mineral rich, you know, with, with base metal sulphide mineralization plus lithium. So we will continue at this stage with the focus on the lithium, but the nickel is not going to be forgotten and we will continue to, to do work on that um, as, as needed. And I guess if anything, um, once the lithium starts moving down the uh, development pathway, I can say that um, the nickel potential is only uh, gets is it enhanced by the you know, the operational capability in that part of the world. It could well be. Yes, it's uh, it's an interesting um, situation to be in, where the circumstances have brought both nickel and lithium in such close proximity. Uh, the but at the moment, the value of the lithium far outweighs the, the value of the nickel. So that's why we go down that road. But at some stage, the nickel sulphide deposits, uh, which are very attractive in their own right, will probably be developed. Let's uh, bring it all together, Tony, and give investors a feel. Uh, you've set a cracking pace up there. If you can just give us some uh, signposts for the next six to 12 months or so for investors to watch out for. Yeah, certainly. We've got uh, the drill rigs um constantly turning. So there will be a, a constant news flow of, of uh, assay results from the drilling that we're doing. Certainly the area where we're currently drilling um, is we've had great success to date, but there's a number of other areas within there, within Andover, which have got abundant pegmatites outcropping with visible spodumene, with high grades of lithium from the rock chip sampling. So we will be moving out to test some of those areas as well. And, and there's an area directly to the northeast of where we are now, which looks to be about the same size as where we're currently drilling. So that's very exciting. We, we're looking to put the drills into there as soon as we can. Um, in addition to that, we have the metallurgical test work program, which the results for that should be coming out over the next couple of months. And then it's just business as usual through to the, uh, the, the exploration target being released, probably August or September. And then um, the mineral resource estimate, the, the maiden resource, which we'll be looking to release in the first quarter of next year. So there will be a constant news flow coming over the next six to nine months. So, and just with that uh, initial MRE in the first quarter of next year, would that be, you'll be in the scoping study stage then or? Yes, we are already implementing some of the components of a scoping study, like the metallurgy and the hydro, hydrology and the, the environmental and heritage, et cetera. So, but we would, we're confident enough in the project uh, where, from where we can see it right now that uh, we would be moving straight through a scoping study, which would be done over the, um, the I guess, third, second and third quarters of next year. Alrighty, Tony. Uh, again, always a pleasure to talk to you and uh, get an update on what's uh, emerged as uh, Australia's most exciting lithium project at the moment. So good luck with it all. We'll be following with interest. Yeah, thanks, Barry. It's a pleasure. Cheers.